Look, we have got a really, really good uh, uh, message and lesson today. Uh, how many of you have ever had a really serious need? I mean, a big problem, a God-sized problem where you really needed a miracle and you prayed and it seemed like heaven was silent. I mean, you prayed and you really, you really needed God to move and it seemed like he just wasn't listening. That's what we're going to see today. This happened to somebody in the Bible and it's, it's a very intriguing story and you're going to get a lot out of it. And all God's people say it. All right, let's jump right on into it. Matthew chapter 15 and verse number 21. If you're there, say amen. amen. <clears throat> it says, Then Jesus went thence and departed into the coast of Tyre and Sidon. And behold, a woman of Canaan came out of the same coast and cried unto him, saying, Have mercy on me, O Lord, thou son of David. My daughter is grievously vexed with a devil. Now watch this. But he, Jesus, but he answered her, not a word. He didn't even acknowledge her presence. Hmm. And his disciples came and besought him saying, send her away. That's real compassionate, isn't it? I mean, here you have, here you have the Messiah, Jesus, the Savior, the Lord, the one that we, 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 we quote, uh, that he loves the whole world. Jesus loves the little children. Are y'all with me? He doesn't even answer her. And his followers, who were supposed to be the, the, the representatives, are y'all with me? Just get rid of her. Just get rid of her. Man, things are going from bad to worse. She cries after us. In other words, she wouldn't quit. She just kept on and kept on. But he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost Sheep of the house of Israel. That kind of sounds like he's saying it's none of his business. Then came she and worshipped him saying, Lord, what she say? Help me. But he answered and said, it is not meet to take the children's bread and to cast it to dogs. Mercy. That may be worse. That may be worse than answering her not a word. She's not deterred though. And she said, truth, Lord, yet the dogs eat of the crumbs which fall from the master's table. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Be it unto thee, even as thou wilt. And her daughter was made whole from that very hour. Are you with me? Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, we thank you so much for your mercy and your grace. Lord, I, I, I am so grateful for your word. I'm so grateful for the truth that's there. It is truth. And thank you for revealing it to us. Please help me to articulate what you've given me so I can bless those that are here. Please, please touch me in such a way. Fill me with your Holy Spirit, Lord. Just control my mind and my thoughts and my words, Lord. Don't let me say anything I shouldn't. And Lord, don't let me forget anything I should. Lord, please help me to help your people. And God will praise you and thank you for all that you do. In Jesus' name we pray. And all God's people say it. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. You may be seated. Here, here's what I want to do. Here's what I want to do. One of the best ways, one of the best ways to study your Bible is when you read a portion of scripture, when you read a verse or read a chapter, 
uh, or you read a story in the Bible, there's, there's several questions. There's several questions to ask. And we're going we're gonna to be transitioning to this with life groups into these questions. Uh, 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 in, in, uh, when, you, when you look at a chapter, two main questions, there's like six or seven that's really good for you to ask when you're studying. But two main questions is what does this say about man? What does this chapter say about man? In other words, what can it, what is it showing to me about me? How many of you realize by now that the Bible is a mirror? The Bible is a mirror. You look into it and you see you. But the only problem is that you see it how you really are, not like you think you are. All right. And so I want to ask, what is this saying about me? But not only that, what does it say about God. All right. What does it say about man? And what does it say about God? Say it with me. What does this chapter say about man? And what does it say about, about God? What is this God's relationship to us? What is it saying about him? What do we need to understand? What do we need to know about him? So that's kind of how we're going. That's the angle we're going to go at this story. Okay. We're going to look at the center and we're going to look at the savior. What does it say about the sinner? What does it say about the savior? Right. And, but before we do, before we do, I want to kind of give you a background. All right. Let's, 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 let's kind of update ourselves on this story. Jesus has been, he's been ministering. He's been serving. He's been healing. He's, he's, he's feeding thousands of people. He's meeting their needs. And by the way, by the way, Jesus has run into a lot of hypocrites. Are y'all with me? Say amen. A lot of charlatans, a lot of Fake believers, fake followers. There were people that were following Jesus, not because he was the Messiah, not because he was the savior, not because they needed their sins forgiven, but they was getting free food. They were getting handouts. They wanted him for what they could get out of him. Let me say that again. Let me say that again. It is like definitely quiet in here. This is very unusual for a first service on Sunday morning, but that God's going to speak to some of us. This is going to get real today. They did not want him for him. They wanted him for what they could get out of him. And so, so, so Jesus has been dealing with fakeness and he's been, he's been dealing with, 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 with skin deep religion, if you will. And now he is wanting real, authentic Faith. Are y'all with me? Say amen. And so he is at a time where he is tired. He is, he is, he is needing some refreshment. He is needing to get away and rest. Cause you remember he's all God, but he's all man too. He, he bled just like you and me. He gets tired just like you and me. Uh, 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 he gets hungry just like you and me, thirsty just like you and me. So at this time he was needing some rest. So he took the disciples and went out, out of the Galilee region which is Jewish territory where he did the majority of his ministry and went up into Tyre and Sidon, which was Gentile territory. He would go up there in the foothills of those mountains for, cause it was a cooler climate and he could rest and, and, and get refreshed. But listen, how many of y'all know wherever Jesus goes, he's going to attract people, right? So he, he gets into this area looking for, he's not going there to minister per se. He's not going there for a crusade. He's going there to rest. But word gets out that he's there. And so this woman, she knows about it and she goes to him. She is a Gentile. She's coming from a, a, uh, 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 a pagan culture, a pagan worship, 
uh, uh, atmosphere, but she knows what she's heard about this Jesus guy. And she's got a problem. Are y'all with me? Not just any problem, a serious problem, a huge problem. Now, there's problems and then there's problems. And when it's your child, it's a problem. Are y'all with me? When, when, listen, there's a lot of things can be going on that I don't take, uh, I don't get too much tore up about or worried about, but you let something happen with one of my youngins and now my grand youngins. Say amen. All right. Jordan called that Monday, right at, I mean, the Monday right after that Sunday. And, 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 and it was that week when it was supposed to happen. Well, she called and I could tell, I could tell the tone of her voice wasn't right. And I said, are you in labor? She said, well, kind of. I said, that's like you're kind of pregnant. What does that mean? You are, or you're not. And, and she said, there's some problems. As soon as she said that, boy, I started getting anxious. I said, we'll be right there. She was already at the hospital and I'm not going to go into all that. But anyway, I said, I'll call your mother. Don't worry about it. Everything's going, but everything changed in me because my baby was in problems. So you can see this woman and you can see how serious this is. This is, a, this is a big deal. And so she comes to a stranger. She comes and she, 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 it doesn't matter what her culture said. It doesn't matter what her background was. And it, none of that mattered. She had to have some help. Are y'all with me? And she comes to this man who she's heard so much about. She comes to Jesus. She comes to Jesus and she says, she says, Lord, thou son of David, have mercy on me. Help me. My daughter as a devil. My daughter is possessed. Help me. And Jesus answered her. Not a word. Can you imagine? He didn't say, I don't have time. He didn't say everything will be all right. He didn't say anything. Anything. Now, I don't, I don't know about y'all, but we got to, we, we, we sometimes, sometimes we don't read the Bible like we should read the Bible. We read the Bible from way up here. Because we know, we know Jesus is, does everything right and Jesus is love and, and, and nothing that Jesus ever does is wrong, but she didn't know that. And so when you study this, put yourself in their shoes and, and, and imagine what's going on here. Man, that just doesn't sound right. That doesn't sound like the Jesus I grew up hearing. That didn't, that didn't sound like the Jesus that I was taught about when I was a kid. Man, he didn't even answer. How rude! I was going to title this, What to Do When Jesus is Rude, but I figured some of y'all would get the wrong impression. <laughs> so I just said, what do you do when Jesus is silent? Amen. That's not too negative. But Jesus, this is, this is, this is not right. This doesn't sound right. This has, to be, this has to be puzzling to the disciples. Are y'all with me? And so they figure, well, if he ain't going to answer a word, then he, he, he just, so let's just get rid of her. Send her away. And by the implication of the verse, by the implication of the verse, it seems like they are asking him, just do whatever she needs to just, just be gone with her. But how many of y'all know Jesus has always got a plan? Now here's what I want to do. Let's look at the, let's look at what this, this chapter says about man. All right. Why did Jesus respond the way he did? 
What was it? What was it that caused Jesus to respond one way in the beginning and another way at the end? Did y'all notice that? Did y'all notice the difference in his response? It was, it, it seemed like it was cold in the beginning, but in the end, there was affection in the words and there was love and compassion. Are y'all with me? Something changed in the way he responded, but guess what? Something changed with her too. Now let's look at what we're saying. Why did Jesus not respond? Why did Jesus not respond? Let's look at this. The Bible says in verse number 21, or go to verse 22. And behold, a woman of Canaan, a woman of Canaan. Uh, Mark says it was, she was a Syrophoenician woman. She was a woman who, who worshiped false gods and, and had a, had a corrupt pagan culture. But watch how she addresses Jesus. Watch how she addresses Jesus and cried unto him, Saying, have mercy on me, O Lord, thou. Say it again. Say it again. Now watch this. Now stay with me. Stay with me. That doesn't sound what a pagan woman would say. That kind of sounds Jewish to me. That is what the Jews would say. That is the terminology That is the words that a Jew would say because they knew it would be the son of David who would come and be the Messiah. God had promised from the from the lineage of David, the king would come, the Messiah would come, the deliverer would come. So they would call the Messiah the son of David. That's what Jews said. That's their terminology. That is their lingo. Watch this now. That is their religion. Not hers. That's not, that's not, she, she, there's no connection between her and the son of David. You say, preacher, what are you getting at here? If you're taking notes, write this down, write this down. First we see with the sinner, first we see with this woman, a counterfeit holiness. A counterfeit holiness. Preacher, what are you saying? Somewhere along the line, she heard other people talk about him. She heard other people mention him. She heard other people refer to him. Maybe there's a great possibility that somewhere along the line that she's seen a Jewish person uh, uh, refer to him and use those terminology. And so she's thinking here, if I'm going to get healed, I got to get some religion. I've got to, I've got to talk like they talk. I've got to, I've got to approach him like they approach him. And she's thinking in her mind that the way that I can get what I want, the way that I can get what I need is I got to sound religious. Now, I know what some of you are thinking. What's that got to do with me? Do you know how how many people are sitting in churches all over America who have a counterfeit holiness? They've got problems in their life. Their wife has walked down on them. They've got addictions they can't handle. And this is the first thing they say. Well, I better get in church. You say, what does this look like? What does this right here look like in the, in the today, in the application for today? Well, I need God to move in my life. I need help. I need my marriage fixed and I need my problem solved. So I'm going to read a devotional book. I'm going to, I'm going to have some improved, I'm going to have some improved behavior. And what people do, they try to turn over a, a new leaf. I'm just going to go to church like there's some magical cloud pixie dust in here that'll fall on you just being in this building. Come on, y'all loosen up. It's going to get worse. 
How, what, what do you hear people say all the time? When somebody's going through it, especially a granny or an auntie or whatever, you need to get in. Instead of you need to get right with God. You need to get in. And so they say, okay. So they start coming. And they show up for three or four weeks and nothing changes. Jesus didn't respond a word. Why? She had religion. She had religion. And I'm going I'm to I'm prove it. I'm going to prove it. What does it look like today? Well, we might start reading our Bible. We Maybe we'll start giving a little offering. Maybe things will change in our life. We show up every now and then. Maybe things will change in our life if we say a little prayer. Counterfeit holiness. You know the lingo. You know the words. She knew the words because she heard somebody else say it. So if I do what they do, maybe. It's kind of funny. I, 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 when, we, when we first started really, really growing, really, really growing, uh, uh, we, had some, we had some accent lights in here. How many of y'all remember those accent lights? The lights shot up the wall like purple and whatever. You can change colors. They were really cool looking. Uh, well, there were some small churches that, that, that saw on video our services. Some of them, the guys I went to school with, and they saw that we were growing and exploding. So instead of calling saying, what are you doing? They said, that must be the lights. <laughs> Brother Doug, what? So they went and got lights. They didn't, they, they didn't spend time in prayer. They didn't spend time inviting people. They didn't spend time going and sharing the gospel and winning people to Jesus. It's got to be the lights. And I know that sounds funny, but put yourself in her shoes. Well, they say son of David, so that's what I'm going to say. Are y'all seeing this? And what, what response did she get from God? Nothing. Now let's move along. Let's hurry. Let's hurry. Look at the second. Look at look at her second response. And we're going to get to Jesus in a minute. We're going to get to Jesus in a minute. Jesus didn't even respond. Man, can you imagine what she's thinking? Well, that didn't work. And now the disciples are saying, "Send her away. Send her away." Watch this. Watch her her next step. <clears throat> her next step is a little better. Look in verse number. 25, verse 25, when you're there, say amen. amen. Then came she, then, after she didn't get a response, right? Now look, y'all either going to have to drink coffee before y'all get in here. <laughs> now it's the second service that don't usually respond. Y'all going to have to tighten up, all right? All right, the first, the first thing when she approached Jesus, she tried to come religiously. And she got nothing, right? Then, then, watch this. Then came she and, what's that word? Worshipped him, saying, Lord. Now watch this. Let me illustrate this. Let me illustrate this. The word worship, it's right in your notes right there. The word worship means to fall prostrate. In other words, she got on her face at his feet. And said, Lord, help me. Lord, help me. Can you see the difference? First, she tried to come 
with religion. Religiously saying the right words. That didn't work. So look at the second thing. Write this down. We see her contrite humility. Her contrite humility. She was broken. And she humbled herself. She didn't try to be a Jew this time. She didn't try to play the role this time. She didn't didn't try to come sanctimonious this time. She just fell before his feet. You mean tell you why many of us are not getting our prayers answered? Because we're coming to God, listen, entitled like he owes us something. We're coming to God with arrogant thoughts, with arrogant minds, thinking we've paid our tithes, we've showed up in the building, we've done this and we've done that, we've gone visiting. God owes me. And I'll be, I'm here to tell you, you're borrowing his air right now. God doesn't owe us a thing. And if we're ever going to get anything from God, if we're ever going to have our needs met, if we're ever going to get the miracle that we desperately need, we're going to have to humble ourselves before the mighty hand of God that he may exalt us in due season. We're going to have to swallow our pride and come before him prostrate, broken, contrite, and humble. Are y'all with me? Say amen. Watch this next one. I love this one. This is cool. Jesus, after she humbled herself. Now we think right there, right? Oh, that's, that's, that's enough. Surely Jesus reached down and helped her up. But that's not what happened. He said, ma'am, ma'am, it's not a, it's not a good thing. It's not a proper thing to give the the bread, the children's bread, children representing the nation of Israel. Because you got to remember, you got to remember, he came to his own. He came, you remember the beginning of this book that we've studied, Matthew? He came as the king, he came to be their king, their Messiah, right? So he came to the Jews first to offer them the kingdom and they rejected him. So his ministry is primarily to the Jewish people first. And he said, it's not meat to give the children's bread to the dogs. So basically what he's using, the term dog is the term that the Jews would use for Gentiles. Are y'all with me? So basically he said, you're a dog. You're a Gentile. You're outside of the covenant. You're not one of God's chosen. You're a pagan. Y'all seeing this? Now, some of you are already offended, and that's part of your problem. But it wasn't hers. You know what she said? You know what she said? That's right, Lord. But even the dogs get a crumb that fall from the master's table. Let me tell you what she did. You're right. I'm a dog. I'm outside the covenant. I'm a pagan. So what do we see here? Complete Honesty. Complete honesty. Let let me illustrate this. Let me illustrate this. What did she do all of a sudden? For the first time in this whole deal, she got real with God. She got real with God. 
She just poured it all out and she opened herself up and said, that's right. I'm a sinner. I'm a dog. I confess. I admit. I acknowledge I am a sinner. Listen, some of y'all don't need to get religion. You need to get real. That's the problem. That's why your prayers are not getting answered because your religion is surface deep. It is so fake. It's faker than what you see in Hollywood. And God is tired of it. He's tired of fakeness. He's tired of counterfeit holiness. And he's ready for his people to get real with him and admit to where you are with him. Let me illustrate it. Let me illustrate it. How many of y'all remember, how many of y'all remember a, a man by the name of Jacob in the Bible? I remember, how many of y'all know what he asked for? Does anybody know what he asked for? Anybody, any Bible scholars in here? He asked for a blessing. And how many times did he ask for it? Twice. Two different times. Now, if you go back, I got to hurry. I got to hurry because we got to get to Jesus. Amen. Cannot finish without getting to Jesus. But Jacob asked a blessing from his father. How many of y'all remember that? Remember when he, when he made the meat for him and, 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 and fake like he was his brother Esau? Remember he put the fur on, on his arm and on his chest because he was kind of fair skinned and his brother was a hairy fella? Say amen. It's in the Bible. I know that's shocking to y'all, but if y'all read it every now and then, you'd, see, you'd know that. Well, he's imitating his brother. And his father is blind. She can't see. And he said, now look, look, look this is great. He, he said... He said, you feel, you feel like Esau. He said, but you sound like Jacob. And what was he doing? He was deceiving his father. And you know what? He's wanting a blessing. He's asking for a blessing. And he gets a question. You know what the question is? What's your name? Say it with me. What's your name? You know what he did? He lied. He was Jacob, but he said he was Esau. Now, this is, this is going to mean something. He's asking for a blessing. He has asked a question. What is your name? He said, my name is Esau. He lied. He didn't tell the truth about who he was. Now, keep in mind the name Jacob. And if your name Jacob in here, this was just in Bible times. The name Jacob means deceiver, conniver, trickster. Are y'all with me? And so there's a second time he asked for a blessing. How many of y'all remember when he was wrestling with the angel? He wrestled all night long. He said, bless me. I'm not going to let you go till you bless me. Wrestling with God. And you know what? Same thing. He's asked a question. What do you think that question is? What is your name? And you know what he had to say there? Jacob. And God blessed him. I'm making this a long story short, but if you go read, it's really cool. But before God would answer his prayer, he had to be honest about who he was. I'm Jacob. I'm a conniver. I'm a trickster. I've been doing it my whole life. Bless me. Don't come to God and ask for something. Don't come to God and expect him to do it just because you go to church, because you read your Bible. Don't even do it just because you say, come to God and say, God, I don't deserve it, but I need it. She had to get honest 
She had to get honest with Jesus. She had to say, yes, I know I'm a dog, but even dogs get the crumbs. Can y'all see the change in her? Can you see the progression in her approach to Jesus? She went to being religious to down on her face admitting who she was. But boy, when she came humbly and she got honest with God, she got the response she was looking for. Somebody say amen. Amen. I want you to look at Jesus now. Really, technically we should have shown what she did and then what he did and then what she did and then what he did but that's too confusing. So I showed you everything she did. Now let's look at Jesus in this thing. You remember? What do we learn? What do we learn about man? We have a tendency to be fake. How many of y'all can see that? Come on, let's be honest. People have a tendency to just be fake. They, they, they're using God as a spare tire, not the steering wheel. They only come to God when there's a problem. Come on. They're, they're coming to God, not because they want him. They want something from him. Are y'all with me? Say amen. We have a tendency to be fake. We need to get humble and we need to get honest before God. We'll never get what we need. We'll never get what we're seeking after until we get humble and we get, come on, honest. Say it again. We got to get humble and we got to get honest. Now watch this. What does it say about Jesus? Man, I read this over and over and over and over again. Over and over again. And this is what I see about Jesus. This is what I see about Jesus. There there is such a personal attention that he gives. There is such a personal attention that he gives. If you go through the Gospels, do you realize he treated everybody in a different way? I mean, think about it. One blind guy, one blind guy comes to him and says, heal me. He says, okay, you're healed. Just says the word. Another blind guy, they bring another blind guy to him and and he touches his eye. Okay. He speaks the word one time, he touches the eye again. Another time, he gets the blind guy and says, and spits in his ear. Or excuse me, in his eye. Maybe he's spitting the ear of deaf people, I don't know. But But he spit right in the guy's eye. Are y'all with me? Another time. A blind guy comes and he spits on the ground and makes mud and sticks it in his eyes. Okay, go to pull us along and wash that out. He had a personal touch with every different individual that he came to. And see, this is what stood out to me. I'm like, dear Lord, why did he not answer a word? Does, does this mean he doesn't like Gentiles? What is the deal? But, but that's not the case. Because if you go back in Matthew, you'll find out that there was another Gentile that came to him. A centurion came to him. And he had a problem too. He needed a miracle too. He said, my servant is sick. I need your help. And you know what Jesus said? Okay, take me to him. A total different response. And then you look at the woman at the well. He initiated the conversation. She's a Gentile too. Are y'all with me? She's a Samaritan. Have Gentile and have Jew. She was a sinner. She was a, a, a really a woman of terrible reputation. Yet Jesus instigated it and initiated the conversation for her salvation. What about the rich young ruler? What, what about Zacchaeus? Hello, are y'all with me? Jesus deals with every single individual on a personal basis. He gives you his personal undivided attention. This is great. We have a personal God. 
He's not impersonal. He doesn't say y'all. He says you. You are you are you even fathoming what I'm telling you? I'm, I'm telling you that the God who's keeping the sun burning, keeping the earth spinning at just the right speed, he makes sure that you have food to eat and air to breathe, yet he has time just for you. We see his personal attention. Now this kind of brings us into B. Watch this now. Watch this. This is where it's going to get tight. We see his perfect awareness. His perfect awareness. What's beside that word? Say, say it back to me. Read it, all you note people in here. Oh, Jesus. Let's say it loud on the count of three. Watch this now. His perfect awareness of who we are. One, two, three. Y'all hear that? He knows what's in us, even though we don't. Why did he treat this woman different than he treated the centurion? Is that because he's manly and he's a chauvinist? Absolutely not. Because in Christ, there's neither male nor female, there's neither Jew nor Greek. We're all one. But why did he treat her differently than he treated him? Because he could see inside of her and he could see inside of him. Let me prove it. Let me prove it. And this is going to bring us to see. All right. What did he, what did he do with the rich young ruler? Y'all remember when the rich young ruler came to him? He said, he's looking for salvation. I'm looking for salvation. I've kept the law. I've done all these things. He said, man, that's great. That's cool. Wonderful. He said, okay, now go and sell what you have, give to the poor, and then come and follow me. And what happened? He went away sorrowfully. You know why? Because when everybody else thought that this boy was Johnny B. Good and kept all the law, Jesus could see inside of him and knew he had a problem with greed. He has a perfect awareness. You see, with the, with the centurion, watch what he does. Watch what he does. This is great. I, I need your help. I, my servant who, who's back at home, he, he's, he needs a miracle. And he said, will you help me? Jesus says, okay, take me to him. Watch what he says. Oh, no, 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 no. I'm not even worthy for you to come under my roof. He said, I'm a man of authority. I tell people go and they go and I tell people stay and they stay. He said, he said, just say the word. You know what Jesus said? Wow. I haven't seen this kind of faith all in Israel. Jesus knew what was in him. And he did what was necessary to pull out of him the faith that he was looking for. Why did he respond to the woman this way? Answer her, not a word, because he could see in her. He knew she was coming religiously. He wanted it to be real. He wanted authentic faith. He didn't want her to come as a Jew because she wasn't a Jew. He wanted her to come humbly and honestly. Let me tell you something. 
I've seen people on this side of the building pray for a need or something in their life and God move in an incredible way. And I've seen people on this side get frustrated and upset because God moved in their situation but didn't move like that in theirs. And they're like, why did God do that? And he didn't do it for... Because God knows what's in them and God knows what's in you. And let me, let, me, let me help you with something. Everybody look at me. I'm almost done. I'm almost done. God's going to do whatever is necessary with you to get out of you the faith he's looking for. Let me illustrate this. I was talking with someone this week. I was talking with someone this week. And we were talking about their issue. And I said, you're going to have to be patient. And their immediate response was, I'm not good with patience. Exactly. What are you getting at? How many of y'all have ever heard heard people say, never pray for patience? Come on, none of y'all ever heard that? Don't pray for patience. Don't ever pray. Oh, dear God, don't ever pray for patience. You know why they say that? Because the Bible says tribulation, which means difficulty, hardships, pain, suffering. Tribulation worketh patience. So don't pray for it so you won't go through trouble. That sounds okay, but that's baloney. Because if you are in need of patience, it doesn't matter whether you pray for it or not. God's going to bring you tribulation. Because he knows what's in you. I'm not getting my prayers answered. Well, maybe you don't know what's in you and he needs to reveal it to you. You see, he knows what's in us even if we don't. And you don't think you're being prideful. You don't think you're being arrogant. You don't think you're being surface. You don't think you're being fake. But he does. God's not up in heaven. I need everybody to get this. God is not up in heaven playing games with people. If you're the person who he answers not a word to, there's a problem somewhere. He didn't love that centurion no more than he loved this woman here. But there was something in her he had to get out. Are y'all with me? And it might be that the person who's getting their prayers answered, they are coming humbly and they're honest before God and they're sincere before God and they've got things clear out of their minds so God can work in their life. If I regard iniquity in my heart, he will not hear me. I'm not getting my prayers answered. Well, you might need to get some stuff out your life. Hello, y'all still with me? Watch this last one. We see his personal attention, his perfect awareness, but then his planned agenda. Do you realize, do you realize that this, that Jesus knew this woman was going to come before she came? And, and he wanted to heal her daughter even more than she did. But he had to get something out of her. What's he looking for? Authentic faith. Say it with me. He's not looking for your mama's faith. 
Some of y'all are in here and you're resting on your parents' religion. And you think you're getting in because they're getting in. He's looking for real, authentic faith. What did he say to the satyrian? When he said, man, all you got to do is say the word. Just say the word and everything will be fine. He said, whoo. I haven't seen this kind of in all Israel. What does he say to this woman after she gets her heart right and gets right with him and comes humbly and honestly? Oh, woman, great is thy faith. You know, the Bible says, the Bible says, for by grace are you saved through the just shall live by for without it's impossible to please him. You know what Jesus said when the son of man comes, will he find faith on this earth? Why does God put us through storms? Because he wants to build your faith. Why does God put us through difficult situations? Because he wants to build your faith. The most important part of you is your faith. It's much more, according to scripture, it's much more precious than of gold that perishes. Though it be tried with fire. Somebody say amen. Watch this, watch this. Look. Mark 2. Do you remember when, do you remember when the four brought the man crippled and tore up the roof and lowered him down? Mark 2, 5, when Jesus saw their faith, he said unto the sick of the Paul, son, thy sins be forgiven thee. Matthew 18, I have not found so great faith, no, not in Israel. Matthew 15, 28, then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith. Let's sum it up. If we're going to get what we need from God, we got to get real. Look at your neighbor and say, get real. Get real. How do I know if I'm real? Are you getting an answer? Do you see God moving in your life? Maybe you need to humble yourself and get honest with God. Humble yourself and get honest with God. And I promise you, you'll get the response you're looking for. And all God's people say